Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs, raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Welcome to episode number 10 of the Familypreneur podcast. Today, I'm very excited to be welcoming a personal friend of mine, Vicki Deluzio. Vicki is a wife and mom to three children, and when her and her family decided to move from Connecticut to Surprise, Arizona, she wanted to make sure that activities for her three young children would be plentiful and fun. Vicki often ventured out with her kids to find kid-friendly places to play. She started her blog called Surprise Arizona Mom to help families find fun places to go, support local businesses, encourage partnerships between businesses, and meet new friends along the way. Vicki also writes for SpouseLink.org, a national military spouse blog, a neighborhood newsletter, and the Surprise Today newspaper. She is principal, teacher, and PTO organizer at her family homeschool. Plus, Vicki is also a realtor with Real Living Property for You in Peoria, Arizona. Hey, Vicki, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me, Meg. I would like to start by asking you to tell us a little bit about you and your husband, like when you first started dating. He was in the military. Tell us a little bit about how you envisioned your life then. Well, we actually met 11 years ago today. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, today is our, our 11-year meeting anniversary. We were set up on a blind date. He came to my hometown, which wasn't too far from his, but I had never gone to that part of Connecticut, really, even though Connecticut's really small. Um, so he met me in a dark parking lot <laughs> of a restaurant that was closed. We were on a blind date. Mutual friends set us up. And a year after that, so 10 years ago, uh, a couple days ago, um, we got engaged. And so we've been married for almost 10 years. It'll be 10 in August. So I knew he was in the military when my friend set me up with him. My dad was in the military as well. And actually, they, my husband and my um, father were both in the same National Guard unit, just years apart, obviously. That was kind of a cool thing. Um, so my dad really liked him right away. But my husband also did accounting. So that's kind of how I met him. I was an accounting groupie. I hung out with a lot of accountants. They party really hard, so, um, <laughs> especially around tax time. So I knew a lot of the people he worked with before I met him. So, you know, we were dating and he had the National Guard drill, which is a weekend a month, two weeks a year. And after we got engaged, we got news that he was going to be deployed, along with my brother-in-law, who was in another National Guard unit. We got married in 2008, in August. 
then got pregnant with my first child. And then I I also got laid off from work. Um, I was working in a juvenile court. And of course, that 2008 was when the market crashed. And then we had to, you know, figure out what we were going to do. And since my husband was going to be deployed, I stayed home. I didn't look for another job. And then my husband was pre-deployed about, let's see, like a month before my son was born. He was still in the United States when I started going into labor. So he was able to come back for the birth. And then he had to leave um, 10 days after for deployment. So it was pretty much a very crazy, crazy time in our life, um, having all of that emotion. So how I imagined my life, um, well, I watched Army Wives and um, (laughs) that was not really a good thing to be watching when your husband's (laughs) going to be deployed. And since we didn't live on a base, because we were National Guard, life was totally different. Like there was not that kind of environment around us. So, you know, we weren't considered full army or full military, but we were experiencing everything that military does. And then my husband um, and his brother, they were in different units. My brother-in-law was actually killed in action overseas in Afghanistan. So my husband ended up coming home early from his deployment to bury his brother. So it was really a crazy time. Like my husband doesn't even fully remember August, September, and October of 2010 because he was so emotional at that point. So we had a lot going on in those three years of our lives. I'm really sorry to hear about that. I, I can't imagine. Yeah, it was it was a tough thing, but you know, we my husband and I talked about a lot of things and the military was pretty good with providing lots of services for our family, which was really needed and welcomed. So, um yeah, so that wasn't something I envisioned either <laughs> in our life. Um that caused I think a lot of change after all that happened and we realized we wanted to move somewhere else to do something different. And then we moved to Arizona about four years ago. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And we traveled cross country, three kids, two cars and a dog. (laughs) When did your husband leave the military? Because he's not currently enlisted, right? No, he, he is not. He got out in 2011. He was the surviving son. So he was able to do that. It's not exactly like saving Private Ryan. So everyone's like, oh, it's like saving Private Ryan. Well, no, not quite. There's a lot of protocols that you have to go through. He only had like two years inactive left. So when you're in the National Guard, you sign up for different terms. You have the amount of time that you do active, which is that a weekend a month, two weeks a year. And then for a period of time, you don't have to go to drill, but you have to like sign in and like call up or something. So he didn't have that much time left, but he did get out so that he wouldn't have to get redeployed. And then when he left... What did he do? He also had a civilian job. So he was working at a finance company, the Hartford. And of course, the market was not very good, but he was able to keep his job. They were very, very generous to us. They were great supports for us through everything. And then he, he decided to work for his dad. And so he was doing that for a little bit. And then he also started 
some online businesses. He was doing website design. And then when we moved out here, he decided to do website design and maintenance and support full time. Were you this, a stay-at-home mom that entire time? Or at, at what point did something shift for you? When my husband was deployed, I actually went back to my office um, that I worked for, the juvenile court. My boss was a psychologist, and he also did evaluations for young children and social security disability. So I was able to bring um, my, my oldest with me to work, and I put him under the desk in a little bouncy chair, and I got to enter in stuff and like work with my, my coworkers that I had before. And which was really nice because I needed something to keep my mind busy and I made a little bit of money. So, and, and they were always happy to hold the baby. So, <laughs> so I wasn't quite a full stay at home mom because I needed to get out. But, um, when, when Scott got back, then I did the stay at home, stay at home daily full time. And when you moved to Arizona, you started your own business. Yes. Well, and I know you've got a couple things going on. So if- you can introduce that however it makes the most sense. When we moved here, um, I, I had actually been following a blog in Connecticut that I really liked. I ended up meeting the people because they went to my son's preschool that were running this blog that I really liked. And it was just going out to different places. It's called outandaboutmom.com. And they go to different places that are kid-friendly and they review them. And I'm like, that's really cool. I go to places. I should do this. And my husband's like, yeah, you should. I can build your website for you. And I said, okay. So we were learning about Arizona anyhow. And me, I don't stay home very well. We were going out all the time. And I was like, well, I might as well write about it. And then I'd have friends go, well, where's the bathroom at that place? I don't, I don't know if I can go with my kids. Is, where's the parking? How do I get in there? So I'm like, well, these are questions that some moms are very petrified about. You know, where do I park? Where's the bathroom? Like, should I bring food? Can I bring food? Is it cold? Is it hot? Is it good for my two-year-old? Is it good for my seven-year-old? So I started writing all about that. And people wanted to read more. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And then people would see me and they're like, oh, I recognize you. I follow your blog. I'm like, oh, wow. Thank you very much. And so that was amazing to me. And then I really like houses. So my husband's like, go get your real estate license. So I did. And we homeschool. So quite a lot going on in our household. So you're looking for a new hobby. (laughs) Well, actually, we just got a piano. So I'm learning how to play that. And I'm also crocheting my daughter a blanket because really, I, I don't have enough things to do. So how do you find that many hours in a day? <laughs> I can't sit still. Like if you ask my husband, I do not sit still at all. Like if we sit down to watch TV, I need to do, be doing something. Or even if the kids are doing their homeschooling work, I don't like looking at my phone, but I feel like I can't just stare at them. So I, I crochet while I'm watching them do their work because I could easily pick it up and put it down. You talked a little bit about the motivation for your blog. And then who are you trying to reach? anyone who has children who wants to get out, who needs a place and a way to find that place to get out to. And I know you're in Phoenix. Yes. Do you only report on Phoenix area things to do? Anywhere we go, I write about. So we went up to Utah for my husband conference my husband spoke at. So we wrote about that trip. Any place that we found, we wrote about it. So we write about whatever, wherever we go, because I figure... Maybe someone else from this area is going to go up there 
and they might want to know about it. And if they don't, then they can just skip over it. But it might be useful information for someone. And do you have content on the blog that would be relevant for a family living in New York or a family living in Florida? You do like homeschooling type stuff too, right? Yeah. And so, and I even, um, sometimes I'll find a product or something that I really like. Um, one of the ones that I found was the Dinner Daily. And I wrote about that because what it is, is it matches up your your weekly ad with what your diet preferences are. Like I can't have dairy and soy. I wanted recipes that I didn't have to try to figure out what the substitution was. And I didn't want it to be expensive. So the Dinner Daily actually matches up your local ad with the um, dietary preferences, which is super awesome because then there's your menu. So when I found that, I wrote about it. And, you know, I, now I have an affiliate link. Affiliate links don't make you a lot of money, bloggers who are looking to blog. I mean, unless you have a huge, huge following that clicks on that link, you're not making a lot on it. But I, I was like, this is an awesome idea that people should know about. So when I find that kind of thing, I write about it. So definitely my, my blog could be useful for anyone anywhere. And now you mentioned affiliate links and how they could help bloggers. Is blogging something anybody can do? And how does somebody really get started? I I think I mentioned to you, my first blog I started, my first daughter had just been born and I had no clue what to write. I thought it was like a diary and I couldn't figure out why people would want to read it. And now I do, I have tinkered in blogging. So I have a better idea, but I'm curious what your advice would be for, for people who think that might be interesting to them. Everyone has their interests and their passions and as long as you write about that passion and that interest, then you can, you'll find someone else who also has that passion and that interest. But if you write about something like me and fashion, if I wrote about fashion, it would be really sad. It would be like, this is the t-shirt I got for free at the spin a wheel thing. And I was really excited just to get a free gym shirt. Like I would not be the fashion blogger because I'm not passionate about it. So you actually have to show your passion. And if you try to do it just for the money, it's not going to work. And you have to make it relatable. A funny story is great. Like if you haven't read the one about the the father who um, put his Roomba down, have you read that one? With the poop? Yes. The dog Roomba poop explosion, poop that one is it's a vent, but it is hilarious. Because he so, does it right. He does it right. So if you are that kind of person, oh kudos, man. That's awesome stuff. So if you want to write about something, make it relatable. Make it about yourself. Make show your passion, but anyone can block. And then you monetize it. You said you could use the affiliate links. And are there other ways that you monetize the blog? So my my husband actually created a um, plugin. It's called Impost Ads. So if you have WordPress, you just put this little plugin in and I don't exactly understand everything my husband does. So I have like the Google ads. So someone can click on that. Once again, you're not going to make a ton of money off of it, but it's something. And then also you, you match up with PR public relations companies who represent different restaurants and businesses. And then you also have to reach out to the businesses you know, to do advertising for them, social media advertising, advertising on your blog, or, you know, a lot of the PR companies will provide you with tickets if you advertise for them. So sometimes it's not always monetary. Sometimes it's um, a product or a service. 
how did you learn about the marketing side of things? Like that wasn't your background, right? No, my background is in psychology, which is super close to marketing. It really is. Like I think it so goes hand in hand. A lot of it was just researching and a lot of trial and error. You know, Facebook and um, Google have a lot of free programs like you can learn about social media marketing. I think it's like Google University or something. So you can just like look at free programs. So the blog sounds very kid-friendly and you've found ways to incorporate your kids, right? Yes. So I call them my review team um, when they were little. So when I started, it was my youngest was four months. So it was four months, a year and a half. And now the blog has been in operation for four years. Now my kids are like, take a picture of that. This is what this person needs to see. Oh, mom, I think this is really cool because they know that I write about stuff because sometimes I go, mommy's working. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm at the computer. Um, oh, you're showing those pictures. Are you writing about this? So they like know what to look for. And also if, if maybe there's something, I call them my test subjects too. If there's something that's not safe, they find it. Um, my youngest turned off all the lights to the Haley Hart Museum once. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, he's usually the one who finds the most dangerous stuff. You know, they're really incorporated in, in it. Um, there's only been a few times that I haven't brought them with me. Um, I kind of call us a package deal. So yeah, they're very involved. It's cool that you that you're able to incorporate them and that they're taking such an interest, it sounds like, in what you're doing. Yes. Your oldest, you said, is eight. Does he have any desire to blog himself? Well, he's already doing coding. Oh. So he took a coding class with the library. And of course, since my husband does coding, he's like, I want to be like dad. So he says, mom, I'll build you a good website. I'm like, oh, <laughs> ouch, Scott, he's going to build me a good website. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And my, my other kids, they love taking pictures. So, you know, while they're, they're not quite uh, able to do the blog themselves, they, and they love taking pictures of themselves too. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a pretty universal kid activity too. <laughs> Selfies. Yes. <laughs> well, that's awesome that he's coding. STEM is huge, you know? Yes. And there's so many ways to do it for free. So there, you know, the libraries, especially in the Phoenix area are offering it. Um, Prenda.co, actually the person who started Prenda actually lives in Mesa. And so he does a lot of the um, libraries all over the United States. So if, if you aren't in the Phoenix area, there are other libraries that offer his program. Um, and then scratch.mit.edu is a free coding program that anyone can sign up for too. That's kid-friendly. That's cool. There are some programs that do cost and you can sign up for those as well, but there are also free options. <laughs> so in your life right now, what what's making balance easy for you? I'm not on rollerblades. I, that's what's making balance easy, I guess. Like <laughs> Maybe easy isn't the right word. Yeah. What are some of your like tips or tricks that you're currently using? I mean, I know you said you hate meal planning and you use that. It's an app, right? Um, no, it's a website. I, they don't have an app yet. I use ClickList, honestly, going into the grocery store, Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. If there's a way that I don't have to go into the store with the, my three tornadoes, <laughs> I avoid it. So, yeah, ClickList has been amazing. And if you don't have it, I, I know there's like Peapod Delivery. We used to use that back east. That's nice. I haven't done ClickList yet. 
Oh, you should. I don't know what else is making it easy for me. Sometimes nights on the couch with a glass of wine. (laughs) I hear that. (laughs) You know, just trying to get together with um, other parents that have kids. So, you know, we're part of um, quite a few homeschool groups. I need other moms with other kids because then they keep our kids occupied. And it's kind of, it's not quite babysitting because I'm still in charge, but they can all run. And that honestly does make my life easier. Having that community aspect, whether it's other moms to relate to your mom side of things or other like-minded business people, whether it's business or family, just having people you can talk with, vent with, relate to. Share the wins. (laughs) And the frustrations. Yes, absolutely. What would be your number one piece of advice for a parent who is considering self-employment or kind of early in that journey and, and trying to figure things out? You definitely have to know that you're not going to make money right off the bat unless you have an incredible, amazing idea. Like the percentage of that actually happening is so low. I mean, watch Shark Tank, for instance. Like the people (laughs) who are on Shark Tank, it's like the only reality show I watch. They have struggled for years and years, you know, um, and they don't live the high life. So, you know, realize that whatever you're starting out with, it's not going to go zero to 60. You need to be prepared with both, especially like health insurance, you know, look up your options for that, have savings, um, have a plan in place and know that you might have to work part-time or someone might have to work part-time, you know, just to make the ends meet. Don't go into severe debt, (laughs) you know, because it's a hard hole to climb out of. And, you know, the stress of of debt, it can be horrible on a family. Um, So financial stress is just horrible. So you know, make sure you have a plan in place. Make sure you have some savings set aside. Uh, That would be my advice. Where can our listeners find you? We'll put the links in the show notes, but just give us a rundown of, you know, all the places you are. Surpriseazmom.com. So surprise, that's the name of the city that we live in is in outside of Phoenix. And then we're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram at surpriseazmom.com. So surprise, A-Z, like surprise, Arizona, mom. That is great. Typically, when we record interviews for the Familypreneur podcast, we just kind of chit-chat and talk about the topics that we have planned until the conversation wraps up naturally. And then we stop recording. And that's what you just heard. That was the point where we stopped recording. However, our conversations do typically continue for a couple minutes afterwards. And sometimes, like in this case, you just have to hit record again. So I'm going to pick up with one last topic that I think is really important to explore, especially if the thought of competition is something that may be stopping you from pursuing your passion or taking that leap in starting a business where you feel like somebody's already doing it and what else could you possibly bring to the table? So that's what we are going to pick up with right now. I work with basically a, a company that does the same thing that that you do and we're in the same city. So we both have a website that focuses on families getting out and having fun with their kids in the same exact city. And we're actually located, I mean, we're probably only a couple miles apart. Like we're in neighboring towns. So it's not even like you're on the other side of town. There probably should be some like bad blood (laughs) 
but I don't know. I feel like I just wasn't sure if that was something that would come up. Yeah. And I think we talked about this before. Sometimes people feel like, oh, it would be so cool to have a mom blog, but you know, I'm here in Phoenix and there's already surprise Arizona mom. So can I be successful? And I think we are kind of proof and it's not just us. I mean, there's a couple of us who I think really support each other. Well, yeah, absolutely. And there's some that don't. Yeah. I don't think competition is something that should keep anybody from pursuing a passion or starting a blog. That was the only thing I thought might come up and who knows, maybe I'll still just keep this tacked on to the end because it's a relevant little rant or whatever I had. Right. Well, I think that that's where it goes like to the passions because your passion is not the same as mine. You are, you know, you public school, I homeschool. So I have a different view of things to do with kids because I'm looking for stuff during the day. Sometimes you're looking for stuff at night, but by nighttime, dude, I am done, done. I'm like seven o'clock, mom's out. You know, So I think that's something where, you know, there's a lot of mom blogs. And while we do a lot of the same things, because we go to the same events, we have different perspectives. Like you have a daughter, I think she's a 10 year old, just as 10. So, and then you have 10 to two and I have eight to four. So even in that we have different like aspects. And I see that with some of the other mom bloggers is like some of them do more fashion. Some of them do more boutique travel or they do items and I don't really do items as much. Um, you know, so I think there's just even within what it looks like topically is the same blog. It's really not. And we hit upon different interests uh, through, throughout, you know, the Phoenix area. So I, I think while it is, it might seem like competition, there's, there's lots of different facets to it. And, you know, I, I add a lot of my own personality, a lot of my personality onto my blog. And, you know, it's that I hope people like it, but hey, if they don't, you know, there's another mom blog out there that maybe doesn't have my personality attached. If you don't like it, there's the door. You know, there's another mom blogger, you know, that's telling you information. And there's one of me and I find as many activities as I can. But I also pick activities I would go to. So I'm not going to promote something that I wouldn't go to. So, you know, and, and that's something for another mom blogger that maybe they would go to, like, bungee jumping is not going to be something I do, but there's others that would. So <laughs> I, I know for me for a while, like I almost didn't get started with the the franchise I initially started with because there was already an existing company in my city. And I thought, well, they've covered this, you know, what could I provide? But like you said, the more I thought about it, the franchise was different enough. And I feel, feel like that's really important for people to know because I'm willing to bet almost every city has something, some sort of, but it's okay. It's okay to start your own thing, even if there's a blog in the similar niche. You will find all of the links to everything we discussed in this episode, plus the show notes at megbrunson.com slash 10. Last week, I interviewed Hannah B. King on the podcast. Hannah is an intuitive success mentor for creative entrepreneurial mamas. She's on a mission, creating a movement of modern-day badass mamas collectively inspired on their journey of radical transformation and quantum growth, guiding them to create their dream-desired lifestyle on their own terms. 
we explored topics related to mental blocks and making mindset shifts, and the trick to making affirmations effective. Go back and give it a listen. Next show, in episode number 11, we will meet Sarah Humes. After overcoming anxiety and agoraphobia, she bravely entered the business world with a company called Encourage Living. Her mission is to help people do brave things every day. We'll discuss relationship building, core values, and the aspirations of her children. It's a great interview that you don't want to miss. So subscribe to the podcast today. Goodness, Grandma. Nice episode. Bye.